For me, as a native French speaker myself, um, I'm very drawn to Latin languages, Latin-based languages. So I find that Spanish sings just as beautifully as Italian or French. Uh, the vowels are pure. There's a lot of consonants that you can bite into and express with. Uh, you can roll your R's, which is really cool. You can have a lot of, of texture in the words. And um, what I find truly fascinating is that all of our principles, uh, the main roles are of Spanish families or our Spanish speakers themselves. So there's a kind of familiarity that they bring to singing in this language that you wouldn't get necessarily from somebody that can pronounce it very well. There's a kind of like a home at home feeling when they sing. So that's, that's very interesting, but it, it sings beautifully. I speak like five languages, but, but Spanish is one of them that I don't speak. However, I can understand most of it. Uh, and I think that the way they sing it, everybody in the audience will also kind of get the, the story from how they're expressing the language. Even if we have uh, surtitles, it's still, it's still, even without surtitles, I think it's something that you, you could probably understand without even knowing what the words mean from how they're performing it. who's head of music at the Detroit Opera about the upcoming performance of Ainadimar. Goliath's Spanish flamenco sound isn't necessarily a style that many, you know, so-called classical musicians regularly play in. How do you hear, like, the orchestra responding to this music? We had our uh, very first stage orchestra rehearsal, and it's amazing to hear it all come together um, yes, it's not a style that they play often, and there's a lot of arithmetical challenges to the piece, um, but they, they're doing really wonderfully with it, and the textures in the orchestra are particularly interesting. We have our classical orchestra, we have harps, we have horns, everything you would normally hear, but we also have two guitars that play prominently in the orchestra, and you also see one of our guitarists on stage, along with the percussion player that at one point in the opera, they're integrated in the story. Um, we have also interesting percussion and the percussionists also get to clap their hands because that's part of the flamenco style is the hand clapping. Um, you can also hear some computer sounds which are run by our 
pianist uh, who was playing all the rehearsals, Mike Karloff, and he has a whole setup with computers. And uh, so you hear voices, you hear water drops um, and all sorts of effects. We have a celeste also in the orchestra. So you have a lot of mix of our traditional orchestra and some of this flamenco inspired sounds. So it creates a lot of texture and it looks like everybody in the pit is having a really great time doing that. And our conductor is also fantastic. Paolo Bartolomieli is a very, uh, this is right up his alley. He's is very good at this music. So they're responding extremely well. performances coming up of Ainademar, the opera by Osvaldo Goliath. And although it's great to hear this on the radio and to be talking about it and listening to it, I mean, I think people have just got to go see this piece with so unbelievably many things coming together. A hundred percent. I think, you know, you hear the title, Ainademar, Fountain of Tears. Is it going to be you know, a sad story is, yes, it is a sad story in terms of, you know, we look at the life of Federico Lorca, who was um, a playwright, a poet, and who was actually executed for his, you know, outspokenness of things that you couldn't do in those days, like speaking about homosexuality, speaking about the classification of people in, in, in the world and women, the place of women in the world. He was very outspoken and Actually, Ayanadamata is the place where he was actually executed. And that sounds all very sad. However, the music, the dancing, it transports you to another time and the flashbacks of how, you know, uh, how that all happened. I think when you see it, it's visually stunning. We have a stunning set and amazing dancers from the Eisenhower dancers um, and the person who created this, Deborah Kalker, who's our director and also choreographer, her vision of this piece 
gives us a lot of hope and gives us a lot of hope into fighting what for what you believe in. So you have to see it. it's great to listen to. Don't get me wrong. If you have no way of getting to Detroit on the dates that we're doing this, please listen to the radio. But if you have a chance to come to the hall and watch this amazing performance, it's a it's a really an experience you won't forget anytime soon. Watching an interview uh, at, at a performance uh, not, not far from here at Indiana University's Jacobs School. And the composer, Osvaldo Goliath, talked about the piece and so did the, re- the director, talking about some of the essential feelings that we all share. Uh, despair, solitude, stark drama. How do these thoughts resonate with you as you work on this? It's a very moving story um and the the fact that you know with a flamenco influence it's such a passionate form of music and even in the dancing the way they stand the way they look at you the way they tell the story with their bodies for me it resonates in so many ways i you can really enjoy it in terms of it's a, the beats are really you tap your feet and you you move your body along with the music uh, but the story is very real and very relevant to our times. So for me, it resonates in a huge way. And as a person, as a human being, you can really understand what Lorca was going through and what his muse, Margarita Girgu, is going through in having lost her friend and remembering him and how they were, you know, in the past. So I think it speaks, it's a story that speaks to everybody and definitely watching it and hearing it and seeing what's on stage transports you to a place where, you know, you can really reflect on your own feelings. And like I said before, I think this is a story of hope, of hope and of, you know, fight for what's right and and speak your mind. And, you know, I think that's really important in today's world. Mm -hmm. 
interview I was watching, I also heard your director, Deborah Kolker, say that she hopes Inadamar will inspire audiences to want to fight for the good things in our world. What did you think about that? It's extremely hopeful. It's extremely inspiring. Um, and she is definitely a passionate and inspiring individual. And she believes in this work. She lives it. She breathes it. And that's the experience we've been having in the room with her in the last several weeks. And I think that'll translate on stage beautifully. I think it's a it's a must-see and a must-hear. It's just uh, one of the things. I've never seen anything like it personally. And I'm so happy we're doing it here in Detroit. Is this production your first experience with Ainadamar? Yeah, it's my first experience with Ainadama. I know it opened, I think it was premiered in 2003. And I know it's been around and I've, I had heard about it. And um, we just recently, you know, we have a, a resident artist program at Detroit Opera where we have emerging singers that join us for a whole season. And one of our resident artists just sang the role of Nuria in Montreal, where they just did it. They just closed Ainadama in Montreal and our flamenco singer um, is was also there doing a production there which is a completely different production because different stage directors different conductor so she was saying how her name is Elizabeth Polese and she went there and sang Nuria and here she's covering Nuria and so she was saying how interesting it was to watch back to back two different productions of this piece and how how everybody has a way of interpreting it in their own way so yeah, definitely ours has a lot more dancing, a lot more choreography. It's very high energy. So you can see it here for sure. Natalie Doucette is head of music at Detroit Opera and director of Detroit Opera Resident Artist Programs. Thank you for preparing us for this exciting performance coming up. You're welcome. I hope everybody comes. I hope everybody listens in. I think it's worth it. It's beautiful. For WRCJ, this is Peter Worf.